Welcome to the weekly podcast all about turning the great American RV adventure into stress-less camping. Each week we explore tips, tricks, ideas, and destinations and talk to the happiest campers in the RV world. Pull up a seat at the campfire as we enjoy some stress-less camping. Welcome to the campfire. I'm Tony. I'm Peggy. And we are two RV industry veterans who travel part-time. In a small trailer. Looking to share big adventures and help you with great tips. Tricks. And discounts. And we're in. We are in our small trailer. That's right. We have started our journey west. And we are enjoying some northern California. No, northern, sorry, Arizona. On our way to northern California. And... Uh, gotta say that I was. Don't even, don't go uh, there. It's better than I hoped. Okay, <laughs> I will. I'll buy that for a dollar. Weather-wise. Yeah, it's actually today, as we record this, we are in Seligman, checking up on the sticker that we have. Yeah. At one of the gift shops outside on an old Volkswagen van, and it's faded a bit, so we re-stickered the van, went to the Roadkill Cafe, and heading west. So we're going to do some boondocking along the way. We are, tomorrow night. So it's a good thing that the weather's been behaving, because... We need that sun to charge our batteries. (laughs) Yes, indeed. We are going to be doing some off-grid camping, as Peggy said. We have no worries about our power package, which was crafted by our friends at ABC Upfitters using MasterVolt components. MasterVolt makes the battery, the inverter, all of those pieces. And so the fact that they are all made by one company there's no finger pointing if something goes wrong but thus far i know a number of people who have had these systems put in and no complaints yeah so if you would like to upgrade your rv of any size (laughs) to a solar and lithium power system this is the time to do it because our friends at ABC Upfitters are having a big old sale. Yes, indeed. You can give them a call. And, and what they do is they work with you to tailor a system that fits your camping style. So it could be small for you know, a small camper or big for a big RV or whatever it happens to be. They really work with you to develop a system that works within what you need. And so the best way to find them is on the old telephone at 574-333-3225. That's 574-333-3225. Or, of course, you can see videos and links to ABC Upfitters on stresslesscamping.com slash podcast. And this is episode 234. Yes. And so it'd be 0234. That's 0234. Yeah. (laughs) That's right. And Not, uh, oh, 234. Oh, <laughs> well, this week we're going to take a look back in time at Christmases. We are the our own ghosts of Christmas past. Yeah, right. I think last year we rewrote the Night Before Christmas poem as a camping poem, but <laughs> I couldn't think of anything else to rewrite. We didn't want to call ourselves Scrooge, even in even in the beginning. So we didn't want to rewrite anything. But what I thought we might do is just tell you about our Christmas pasts. Christmas's past? Christmas's past? This is our eighth Christmas having a travel trailer, by the way. Previous to that, of course, even previous to me meeting Tony, he always was a Santa's helper. 
in El Segundo, where we lived <laughs> oh. back then. And I was looking for pictures. So we'll have a lot of pictures to show you, but I was looking for pictures and I found a picture of Tony with our friend Luke when he was like eight. And then yeah, again, when he was like, like 12 or 13. <laughs> So Luke grew up with Tony as a Santa's helper. In El Segundo, it's pretty cool. The police department tows a trailer around with a Santa's sleigh on it, and Santa goes around different neighborhoods, and kids can hop on the sleigh and talk to Santa and tell him what they want for Christmas. So yeah. it's a really, really cool. I got to play an elf a few years. That was something I got to enjoy doing with our local police department. And then I had another photo that I just couldn't resist putting in there. We, with the local theater company in Northern California and Lake County, with the Lake County Theater Company, we would do what we called crappy Christmas caroling, and we would go and carol Badly, <laughs> intentionally badly. Well, that badly. was the intention. That was the intention, which was good because I'm not a singer, really. So it was okay if I didn't sound good. But even some of our really good singers would come and just butcher songs, basically. And what we would do is go to people's homes. Or businesses. Or businesses. But if they paid us, we would go away. And if they paid us even more... They could tell us who to go visit next. And if they paid us even more, we promised not to go back that season. That was so fun. Yeah, it was super fun. We dressed up. Sometimes I dressed up as a little Dickensian street urchin. <laughs> and sometimes in my little bit more finery. But it was always super fun. And driving around town and getting people to rat out other people that yeah, we, <laughs> that yeah. should be caroled again. It was kind of neat because every once in a while they'd be like, oh, you know, the Joneses or whatever are having a Christmas party. Why don't you go there? So we'd knock on the door and they'd open the door and we'd come bursting and singing so off oh, key so and terribly. so badly. And we wouldn't stop until they paid us to go away. Right. And of course the money went to the local theater company and we, I just, it was such a blast. It was so much fun. But then in 2016, we bought our first mini light early in December, really. Yeah. And our friend Dave Wright said, we always spend Christmas at Doran Regional Park camping. So you should see if you could get a site. Now, I will say that from there forward, we sat at camp and made our reservation for the following year. So to actually find a site was something like a Christmas miracle <laughs> <laughs> that first year because it was only about two weeks before it was Christmas camping time. And But we did find a site, you know, probably someone had had to cancel or something. We weren't in the same ring. I don't know if you're familiar with that place, but it's the sites are in like rings of nine sites and we were in the next ring over. So it wasn't too bad. And then in the future, we found sites that we liked even better. But that first year was really fun. The Wrights, Dave and Stacy Wright, always booked their site and the site next to them, and then they'd find someone to go with them. So that year it happened to be Dave and Bev Emmel. So we had a really good time. They were catching crabs the whole time. The yeah, good, they were really the good into sort, not the bad sort. <laughs> yeah. Oh my. No, they yeah, they caught crabs, so we ate a lot of crab over those few days. And it was also our I think our second time using our new Rockwood Mini Light. Yeah, essentially, because we stayed the night that we picked it up on like the 10th of December, and then we went there on like the 22nd. And that was also our first time ever boondocking. Yes, it was our first time boondocking. 
We, Tony has a tradition in his family to eat fondue on what they call Christmas, which is December 24th. That's when Christmas is. <laughs> which was kind of good for our family celebrations because Tony's family celebrated on the 24th and my family on the 25th. So we never had to fight over where we went for holidays. But we, even when we're camping, we have fondue. So I found pictures of us making fondue <laughs> at the campfire or on the camp stove. Dave and Stacy's daughter, Miranda, and Mamie were there. And Mamie is a professional chef. And yeah. I think one year she brought rabbit and goat also. And they put it on the smoker. Yeah, they put it in the pallet smoker. And oh my gosh, it was so good. Mamie knows her way around the kitchen. Yeah, we eat well when we go camping with that group. <laughs> That's for sure. <laughs> the Wrights always bring a nice, like, kind of four-foot Christmas tree and decorate it up really nice. I, what I do remember that first year was we had a campfire, and it was kind of a little drizzly, so they just moved the easy up over the top of the campfire so the rain wouldn't put it out, which is kind of funny, having the yeah. campfire inside the easy up. but. It worked out, so yep. that was fun. Oh, and that first year we brought Zora with us, our That's dog. That's right, so, two years, the 16 yeah. and 17. Yeah, Zora was, was still with us. And that's when we discovered that when a dog has a meal and that dog <laughs> expels some flatulence, that will set off the propane sensor because on, on yes. our mini light, it had a booth dinette and... That's where Zora liked to sleep. I think she had been raised sleeping in a cage or something. Yeah, she might have been kenneled. And so kenneled, she felt really it. comfortable, kind of tucked up under the dinette, which was good because there was no slide in that trailer. So there wasn't a lot of walking around space. So she also didn't get kicked or stepped on yeah, when she was she under was, that table. She was black, so she was hard to see <laughs> in the dark. Unlike the other dog, Ginger, who was white but as a yeah, ghost. She but was, anyway. She was down there with the co sensor that she would let one loose and <laughs> me, me, me. it was it was entertaining <laughs> it was the fun. first couple times but at least we learned to not panic when that went off and you know right we knew what to do so the following year we went back to doran regional park more people were with us that following well, yeah, year in 2017 dave and bev couldn't come but their friends bob and carrie came we met them of course did more crabbing we lots actually brought an ornament. I think there's a picture of our one single ornament that we had in our trailer because we didn't really know how to decorate that little tiny trailer. We actually found that Site 72 was one that we loved. And what the cool thing was, it was in the next ring over from the rights, but there was like a little like park a like, like a forest thing. that we could cut through. So it was kind of like the dogs had their own little doggy park because they yeah. were hidden in the forest so no one could tell that they weren't. And Zora was really good. And also the rights dog, Gracie, is just super good. So they're both the same kind of herding dogs. Yeah, we would kind of cheat a little and you know leave them off leash as long as oh, they stayed we're so bad. in that foresty area and no one could really see them yeah and they didn't wander off for anything oh another picture i couldn't resist putting in there is that that year early in december i was in my first play on stage and i played a texas innkeeper uh, so there's a picture right. of me dressed as the innkeeper and that has nothing to do with camping it was just 
really fun. Yeah, it was. <laughs> and then that, was that the year that we, what did they bring? The gingerbread houses? Was that the gingerbread No, that house? was the next year. Well, there we go. In 2018. So then 2018. We had even more people come. We just kind of kept inviting and inviting and getting more and more people to come with us. <laughs> and so in 2018, I think it was Carrie brought gingerbread houses. It was Carrie. Okay. And we all built houses and had a little house decorating party. Now, this may or may not have involved alcohol. Uh, maybe. Maybe. Possibly. I'm not sure. But the gingerbread houses, there were some that were truly exceptional. Some of these people just have mad gingerbread house making talent. Right. <laughs> and some of us... Well, I'm surprised the house didn't fall over. And in fact, I think a few of them did. I think did. a few of them did. But what did we do with those gingerbread houses? Well, you know, it was night. We had all these gingerbread houses that we had made. And we're we like, We well, may or may not have been drinking. We may or may not have been drinking. And we were like, well, what do we do with these things? I mean, you know, we, we can only eat so much. So we took them. And that year, I remember there was a fair amount of kids at the camp. Ground. So each campsite has a picnic table. So we went and put them on the picnic tables of the sites where we remembered seeing kids. And then the, <laughs> the next So that was day, on like yeah, on was Christmas Eve, the right? The 24th, so yeah. When people woke up on the 25th, there were magical Christmas gingerbread houses on their picnic tables. Now know that Doran is right on the ocean, right on the Pacific Ocean. Mm -hmm. The Pacific Ocean overnight can get fairly dewy right and so these gingerbread houses no matter how good they may have looked the night before they were a little saggy the next day yeah a little soggy but you know what soggy and saggy the kids loved them and yeah. we looked around and we noticed that kids were eating the gingerbread yeah. houses all Which, over camp. i mean i always thought that was weird because like the random gingerbread house just shows, just shows up, up you don't know where porch. it came from <laughs> where the heck did this come from oh who cares let's just eat it all right. So, but yeah, it was pretty, it was pretty cool. That so. year we got a little more brave with our decor and we brought our fiber optic tree. Our USB. Oh, right. And it right? USB it's USB powered. powered. That's right. Looking back at how conservative we had to be with power in those days, like the USB was one of those little bricks that we powered it with. That's right. We didn't use the camper's power. Well, no, because we didn't have an inverter. Well, there's at that. All. Yeah, that's true. And I true. don't think, did that camper even have USB ports? I don't recall. I don't either. It's amazing how much different things are now. And that's just, you know, what, five years ago or so? Yeah. So, yeah, we had that little USB power tree and we had our Ryobi lanterns yep. and all of that. You know, there was no way we were using anything that was 110 without pulling the string on a right. generator, which we had in those days. Right. So either I can't remember if it was our first year or our second year. But it was pretty cloudy, rainy, miserable weather. We tried and tried. We thought, oh, we've got this portable solar power. An 80 watt, 80 watt. Uh, old 80 watt go power Duralite solar and panel. Boy, did we try to make it work. But we just realized that we were not going to make it that last couple of days. And so the last day or two, Tony had to run into town and buy a generator yeah, so that we could make a, it through. The first of a pair of 
those Yamaha powered 1600 watt generators. I'm sure you probably hear a train right now. We are camped very close to train tracks. We're at a KOA. There's always a highway or a train track. Right, we're right at a KOA nearby. journey. So, of yeah. course, we're. And we're also on like the part of Route 66 that goes through northern Arizona. And there is a train track that follows that route all the way through the state. And I don't know where it else. It is but... amazing how many trains there are, too. Yeah. I mean, yeah. So I also put a picture of the cranberries that we had in our drinks. You know, we had like fun party drinks and with floating cranberries. And we also had matching onesies. Oh, is that the, oh my gosh. I remember, oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> that was when I was still working at Redwood Empire RVs. And I don't know how we got the idea because Manya was coming with us who works at the dealership and is the finance person there. Somehow one of us got the idea hey let's wear matching onesies so we get online and of course we're ordering like literally the the goofiest onesies we can find so you will see the picture of the onesie oh yeah the onesies that tony and i and manya all bought to match tony has two actually i do have. believe it or not he has that matching onesie and then he has one from the movie elf yeah so well, who doesn't need onesies? Of all the people you might think might wear a onesie, you might not think Tony would be number one on the list, but he has more than anyone I know. Well, there you go. <laughs> well, uh, because it's funny, right? And yeah. so the whole time. So that year you drove the camper to Doran and I had to work. Right. And then so I rode with Manya towing yep. her flagstaff to camp. And the whole time I remember all we could B was excited to put these silly things on and walk around <laughs> camp with these goofy onesies. Working at Redwood was so much fun and it was such a goofy environment. I miss it quite a bit. By the way, this is where I should note that Stacy's the one that really taught me to wear pajamas and a bathrobe while I'm camping, especially at that, you know, we don't leave camp for the most part. So it's no. not like I'm running into town wearing my pajamas and bathrobe, but Stacy had a bathrobe that kept her warm instead of a jacket, and I thought that was a brilliant idea, and I pretty much can't go camping without it now. <laughs> right, and now I have my big bathrobe, which will come into play down the road Shortly, here. yes. So the next year... In 2019... As Peggy said, Doran has these, like, rings, so there are nine sites around, like, a central... Kind of a native space. It's just trees and bushes. And... Yeah, it's the ones that grow there natively. So that year, we managed to get eight rigs out of the nine sites in that ring. We had eight rigs, so we pretty much had control of the entire ring of campsites. But the problem is, with that many, it's like, well, whose campsite are we going to put the party tent at? Right. So <laughs> we put a big old party tent up in the center ring well yeah at first we put it in i think dave and stacy's site and oh, then we right. decided to move it so there's actually a picture it's kind of blurry because i took it through the screen because i was inside the camper watching because it was raining and they were like six people just picked up this whole easy up <laughs> and walked it yeah. into the center forest of the camp ring yeah why wouldn't we we weren't really supposed to be there well that was exactly what the ranger said <laughs> the ranger was not pleased that we had uh, appropriated <laughs> the center ring but we were on the sand so we weren't really harming any of the plants so that was our party central i think i put a picture of manya's beautiful christmasy bedspread that year 
we weren't really sure about feeding kids soggy gingerbread anymore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What's the effect of camping, shall we say, wore off? But that year, what Carrie brought was metal little mailboxes from the dollar store and tons of wrapped candy and toys. And so our activity for the afternoon and evening was to fill mailboxes with all these little Christmas trinkets. So it was kind of like, you know, stocking stuffer type things, but we put it in a little metal mailbox. Figuring it would do better in the drippy air. Yeah, in the drippy air. And then that night, after dark, after we had our fondue, <laughs> yeah. we snuck around and snuck these little mailboxes onto people's. Which and is... I can remember, like, I'd be, like, sneaking up. And it was funny, but I was also, like, didn't want to get caught. So if I heard or saw movement in the trailer, I'd, like, freeze. And I'd wait for the, okay, nobody's coming out the door. And then I'd, I think one I put, like, right on their steps of the trailer. That was a lot of fun. Camping with a bunch of people for... Christmas is really fun it because really you is. come up with these silly activities and you're catching crabs and cleaning crabs and eating, eating crabs. crab like crazy. Yeah, it's just it's a it's a really good time and I I do miss that. Yeah. And then again because of Tony's, you know, fondue tradition, we can't just sit in our camper and eat fondue by ourselves, so it was always with that group, it was always group meals. We were always yeah. like putting together a meal, whether it be Christmas or just random meals or everybody's hungry. So everyone pulls out bags of chips and stuff. It was always plenty to eat yeah. and we got lots of variety and we only had to make the things we really liked to make. And then we ate everybody else's food. <laughs> well, and I mean, it, when Mamie showed up, oh boy, she wasn't yeah. there every year, but when she did, Boy, oh boy, did we eat well, because, well, I mean, so are the two Daves, and I mean, they're all good cooks, right. but Mamie, of course, is a level up, because she's a professional chef. I remember one year, she brought a turkey that she sous vide. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, she I forgot about that. put it in the that. sous vide with her sous vide machine in a big ice chest and yep. prepared the turkey that way. Ah, I forgot about that. Well, that was our last year at Doran. It was. 2020 came, COVID came, and by the time Christmas came around, the state parks still were not open for camping. No. So what we were looking around for is a new location and maybe a private RV park. And we found one, and that was Albion River Campground, right near Mendocino in Northern California, and also right on the ocean. Mm -hmm. So again, we could catch crabs. Right. So Albion River actually flows into the ocean there. If you've ever driven on that highway. Which is 101. Yeah, 101, just south of the town of Albion is this big high bridge. And that goes over the area where the river dumps into the ocean. And that's where the campsite is, kind of right under that bridge. And while Doran is dry camping only, there are spigots for water like in those rings. Yep. But that's pretty much it. No, no electricity, no sewer. Correct. None of that. Albion, because it's a private campground, you get the full hookup. You got so. the hookup. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so there is that. And then that year also we had bought our previous Ram pickup truck. So <laughs> that we sounds had, funny. Yeah. Our new previous. <laughs> yeah, our previous Ram. We had been towing our Mini Light, which is a 1905. It was a single axle trailer, but we had been towing it with a Nissan Frontier. And truthfully, it was more trailer than that truck was really meant to tow. Although... 
it did fine. It did fine, but, but by then we had the ram. Yeah. So there's a picture of that. We stopped at a place on the way. I think it was on Highway 20. Between, yeah, it was. between Willits and Fort Bragg. It's the obligatory potty stop. Yeah, exactly. Because while Highway 20 from Willits to Fort Bragg is... What is it? It's like 22 miles or yeah, something like that. It's not that far, but it's but, very twisty. Right. It's an old logging road. So it's an hour or two of it's driving. It's usually when I have to, that's midway about when I need to stop and get out and take some fresh air because I can't. Yeah. I turn green. <laughs> yes, she does. And it's convenient because there's potties and a few old giant pieces of logging equipment. And it's kind of a neat stop, so I remember taking the picture of the truck and the trailer, and, you know, it's so much better. <laughs> <laughs> There's also a picture of my Christmas present that Tony bought me that year, and it's a brass hot water bottle, yeah. basically, that you can use as a hand warmer. So it's in, like, a velvety bag, so you don't burn your hands on the hot brass, but you fill it with boiling or, you know, hot water, and then put it back in that velvet bag. And then just hold it. And it's like a beautiful heat that you could just hold on to. I could stick it in my shirt, <laughs> warm up my core a little bit. So there's a picture of that because that's I have that with me this year as well. That year, one of the group had a whole bunch of stretchy pants, the like yoga pants that they were looking to get rid of. And, you know, the, all the girls were gathered around looking at the yoga pants. And all of a sudden, someone pulled out this pair that had this face on them. It, looks it was like my Tony. face. It's Tony's face in a Santa hat on yoga pants. Yeah. Again, there may or may not have been beer involved Perhaps, in this decision. Maybe. However, I had to have them. <laughs> now, I don't know how far these yoga pants are made to stretch. But I know I do a pretty good job of stretching them, but I can wear them. But he can wear them. They're nice liners for underneath other pants so they keep warmer. Yeah, I or guess. Or just for dancing around and being silly They're with ridiculous. your face on your they pants. They truly are ridiculous. <laughs> and that's why I like them. The other thing that we did that year was, you know, Elf on a Shelf. If you don't have kids, you may not know, but Elf on a Shelf is a thing that parents do for their kids. The story is that the elf goes home every night and tells Santa whether the kid was good or not. So every morning he winds up in a different, or he or she winds up in a different location in the house. And usually causing mischief. Often causing mischief. Well, we have a, not an official elf on the shelf, but it's an elf that my dear, dear friend Kathy made for me years ago. I call him Clash. And when I had an office job, he would do the elf on the shelf thing throughout the office. <laughs> but he came with us on that camping trip and had a turn at each of the campsites spying on the grown-ups to report back to Santa. <sighs> Poor elf. The yeah. things he must have seen. Oh, dear. <laughs> yep. That year was the year we made gingerbread campers. So, again, our camp activity was these gingerbread campers. I don't remember even who brought the kit. I don't remember who brought the kit. I know that there's some pictures in there was... Um, some again some super super creative artistic gingerbread campers and i don't remember what we did with them i don't think we no, distributed because, them because there really aren't that many campers at that campground no that one is that pretty one, empty well it fills up i think when the commercial crabbing season opens i think that's when albion is chock full but christmas isn't quite crabbing season 
you can crab and there's plenty of crab, but it's not the season for commercial. Right. I think private. Yeah. And so that's why they have room for us to get in. And it's a pretty quiet time, Christmas time. And then sometime in January, it really fills up. That was also the year we're all sitting at camp and we look over and there's the owners of camp or caretakers, whoever. (laughs) There's a porch and they had a big old dog. (laughs) And that dog had somehow made its way onto the porch. They had like a container of dog food. And the dog was just eaten right out of the container. Yeah, I think it ate a whole drum of dog oh, food. Oh, it was hilarious. Because yeah. then they came home and were like, hey, your dog was probably not going to be hungry for a while. <laughs> for a few uh, days. What happened? <laughs> oh, well, he was just eaten directly out of the container. <laughs> that year also, because of COVID, the theater company, Lake County Theater Company, did their Christmas play online through Zoom you know, now that it's been a few years and things are so much, so much more advanced, but that first year, it was quite a creative process being able to record everybody. Yeah. No, you have to look at the other corner, even though the person you see is in your right corner, you need to look at the left corner of your screen while you're talking, because that's where they are going to be while you're on the screen. You know, it was a lot of it was a, a lot of work, but it turned out really, really well. And Dave and Stacy had an old shower curtain and they hung it up and set up their projector. It wasn't well it was recorded, but it was on YouTube and you could only watch it It was alive. Live. Yeah, you could only watch it live. And so I didn't know if I was gonna get to see my own self in the play, but Dave and Stacy came through and we all sat outside around the campfire watching this play. I don't know screen. how we finagled i think off stacy's phone i think it was stacy's phone into a projector onto a projector and then onto the screen yeah yes, something exactly. like that it's so funny how easy that would be today because we have a battery powered projector right and we have our starlink and just all of that and it would be like today a same thing with the solar right when we first went it was such a like we in our little 80 watt go power right. duralite we thought we were, we were so, so advanced, advanced. <laughs> and i mean you look today and it's like nah i can i no worries i could run starlink and yeah. i have my fridge and i mean it's it's impressive how far technology has come for sure but something that is still the big mystery that's right it's still debated and still uncertain i mean this is almost as good as a santa sighting but we saw Bigfoot. Yep. What we might have actually seen is Tony in what? his big, giant, brown, fluffy robe. What? And funny monster mask. What? Tromping through the trees trying to scare the children. Or child. There's <laughs> yeah, a there was child only one, there with only one person was brave enough to bring their kid with him. Well, maybe that's maybe what you that's saw. What maybe it was. you saw Bigfoot. But maybe we saw Bigfoot. But I didn't see Tony or his robe while I saw Bigfoot. Well, so I'm just saying. Uh, uh, or, Never uh, seen them um, in the same place together. Well, our group got a little smaller because it did. Some of our friends moved out of California. People started moving away, and yeah. by the time Christmas of 2021 came, we went back to Albion River Campground, just us and Manya. 
Yep. It was nice still. It was fun. Manya's a lot of fun to hang out oh with. Oh my we, gosh. Manya is as much fun as 10 people. <laughs> we played cards. We had fondue. We made a turkey. Well, I actually cooked a turkey breast in the air fryer and we made the side dishes. So we had a traditional-ish turkey dinner. Manya got out her pie irons and we made fruit pies for dessert yeah we in fact Manya's talked about those on the podcast mm -hmm, in the past mm -hmm. about her hand pies she's really good at that right so we had a lot of fun that year too so 2022 well the good news is we had brand new trailer we had a brand new trailer because earlier that year we had totaled our then new rockwood mini light we had totaled two trailers earlier yeah in the we had year. also totaled the 1905 but the trailer that we're in now we actually picked up on december 15th in indiana and it was winterized and yes. we brought it home and it had no mattress because we had already no had mattress. our ghost bed. It had no shower walls. It had no chairs, but we have the chairs already from our, what I still called the summer trailer, <laughs> the 2205 that got rear-ended and totaled. But anyway, we didn't want to unwinterize it, and, and we didn't know anyone that was going Christmas camping in New Mexico where we were. Yeah, by then we had moved to New Mexico. Right. Also, it snowed. Not oh, on yeah. Christmas, but right in that time period, we were going to be leaving in a you know a few days after Christmas to head out you know on our annual trek to Quartzsite, and so we just had a Christmas at home. We had a fondue party in our house, and our friends at Ziegler's hosted Christmas dinner on the twenty fifth. So that was a non camping Christmas, yeah. the only one in eight years. Yeah, well, this year is gonna be a camping Christmas yes. because we. Are back on our way out to camp with Manya and Linda, and Linda That's right. in Albion again. Right. Albion so River back Camp to Northern again. California to camp on the beach, and who knows what goofiness what will happen. What kind of craziness we'll get up to? But I have my face pants, and I have <laughs> my two onesies, and you have your brown robe, and I have my brown robe. You may see Bigfoot again. You <laughs> never know what might happen this year. Linda's going to bring the fondue pot this year because although. We probably could have found a place to stash it. We have a good stone, no, not stone. What's it yeah, called? Yeah, it's Pottery, like some ceramic. I don't ceramic, know what. Yeah. Um, pot, and we didn't want to carry that all over the place for two months. But we will definitely still have fondue. And then after Christmas, we get to go back to Doran Regional Park for a few days yeah, to spend time with I'm our really friends. I'm really looking forward to that too. Yes. Michael Bracewell, by the way, is the travel trailer guy on That's YouTube. Right. And then we'll spend New Year's at Clear Lake Campground, which is in Lake County. And we've spent countless oh. nights at well, Clear Lake first... Campground because we love it. In fact, the very first night that we got our very first mini light. That's how we broke it in, was by staying at Clear Lake Campground with our friend Lisa. Yeah, and so we'll be back there. It's officially closed, but Lisa was kind enough to let us stay. So Lake it's County closed friends, for the season. Lake County friends, you still have about a week until New Year's. Yep. So if you aren't doing anything else, make plans with Lisa. Just call the campground because you, you can't get a reservation online. But if you can come camp with us, come camp with us for New Year's. Wouldn't that be awesome? So that is our campy Christmases so far yep. in our RV. So hopefully you have had some great camp Christmases and continue to do so. 
do you have plans for this year? And, you know, we'd love to see, especially if you are wearing pants with your own face on them. Or Christmas onesies. Or Christmas onesies. Or big robes that make you look like Bigfoot. That wasn't me. That was the genuine Bigfoot. If someone yeah. has accused you of looking like Bigfoot, show us some pictures. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or, you know, even if you have an ugly sweater. Yeah, oh, I can't, yeah, I can't get enough what? of those pictures. Those are so fantastic. <laughs> those are our Christmas recounts as it were and you'll be hearing this on december 21st so that means with amazon prime overnight shipping you still have one or two days to finish your christmas shopping yeah and if you would like to kind of help us out with the podcast if you go to stresslesscamping.com there's an amazon link and you click that and then do whatever you plan to do on amazon it does help us a wee bit we get a teeny tiny Thank you from Amazon for that. That can be your Christmas present to us. Yeah. Shop through our link. <laughs> so it doesn't change your price. It just acknowledges that, yeah, you heard about Amazon through Stressless Camping, and they send a, a wee wee piece of the pie to us. That helps us, you know, keep the podcast going and all the things that we do. So there's our ask, and that's how you can help support Stressless Camping. And thank you very much. So we told you that we are in Arizona, somewhere that we had never really been on our radar before. We actually spent a few days in Page, Arizona. And this is something that after we posted on, you know, the various socials that we're on about being in Page, several people were like, oh, that place is on my bucket list. And we're like, we kind of hadn't heard of it We before. hadn't heard of it. So <laughs> if you're not aware, it's at the south end of Lake Powell. Lake Powell goes through Arizona and Utah. So Lake Powell is a man-made lake and it was formed by the Glen Canyon Dam and it is a lake that not only of course is a reservoir but is quite the place to go for recreation. In the summer. In the summer. Yeah, we wouldn't <laughs> want to be on the lake right now. There now there were boats on the lake while yeah, we were we there. Yeah, we actually saw jet skis. Right, we went to see Horseshoe Bend and we could see the I mean, it was pretty far away. It's pretty impressive cut in the rocks there. But it's a great place to have water activity in the summer. Since we were there in the winter, we did not do that. But we did go into one of the slot canyons. Yes. And we wow, had... Yeah. Wow. 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 Arizona seems to be a great place for holes in the ground. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of red sandstone <laughs> in the state. <laughs> I crack me up. And yeah. sandstone is easily manipulated by wind and water. And so there are, in Page at least, there are these slot canyons that are just very, very narrow canyons. Some of them were a little squishy to even walk through. But they, oh, wow. I, I mean, thought, it's... you know, I thought, big deal. You're going to go in. You're going to see some red sandstone. What more is there? How is it going to take an hour? But Gosh, around every corner there was another beautiful, beautiful You think, oh, wow, spot. I've seen the best this slot canyon's going to get. And then you go around a corner and it's like, oh, my gosh, it's even more amazing. It was just amazing. so amazing. And the, our guide was fantastic. He showed us, like, hey, that one looks like a lion. There's a seahorse. There's the, you know, uh, the different. Yeah, heart. It really was amazingly beautiful. We went to the lower Antelope Canyon, which apparently... Well, it's beautiful, but I guess in the summertime, Upper Antelope Canyon, because of the shape of the canyon, 
the light comes in in like a bright stream and it's very, very fantastically beautiful. And so maybe next time we're there, we have to go to Upper well, we, Canyon, but in the right season. We really enjoyed that. We went on Shundin Tours, which is owned by a Navajo couple. So a lot of the land in Page is Navajo land, mm -hmm. including these canyons. The family of Shundin Tours effectively owns well they don't call it own they actually have grazing rights right it's grazing rights and so because some people misbehave all the tours through these canyons are guided tours there's no just go on your own because people are stupid and they carve into the sandstone yeah and they, they yeah. do terrible things so they don't allow people to go in there and just mess around on their own. They do right. all, it's all guided tours. But it's also neat that Erwin from Shundin Tours and then our guide through the canyon, Tyrone, are Native American and speak to the cultural significance mm -hmm. and history of the Navajo people and these magnificent natural formations. The canyon's like 60 feet underground, something like that. So you walk down these stairs and walk through these canyons. And it's just, first of all, I don't like small places. <laughs> yeah. And at no point did I feel closed in in this canyon because it's a canyon. So you can look up and see the sky. There are some places where you're kind of sneaking through where you're touching both sides of the wall. But at no point did I think it was going to get stuck. Because that was, you know, going down, I'm like, ooh, what if I get stuck? No, and it's fantastic. And the guide before ours had Navajo flutes that he played at one point where the canyon got really big and echoey. Yeah, it was like echoey. a little amphitheater. Yeah, and so he played these flutes. It was just mesmerizing. So Paige was really impressive. A couple of places we went that we really liked for food we went to this place called The Birdhouse, which basically sells fried chicken. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh, it was oh, so, good. so good. It was so juicy and so delicious. And the people were super nice. And then we also went to this barbecue place, Big John's Barbecue. Oh la la, it was <laughs> as good as barbecue gets. Yeah, it was so, so good. By the way, we I don't think we mentioned, we stayed at a fairly new campground. Yeah. It's just opened earlier this year called Rome at Horseshoe Bend. And they were super accommodating, really, really nice people. We got a tour from Anne-Marie, like the on-site host. She showed us around the park, but um, into the cabins. They're getting ready to open some cabins which are really nice, kind of like one-bedroom little tiny home type things. Yeah, it's like everything you'd need in a house, right? There's a kitchen, a living area, a bathroom, and a bedroom. She showed us the commercial kitchen that they're trying to open up so they can yeah. have kind of like a snack bar. But also she said their goal is to, you can call and order a pizza and they'll cook it in their pizza oven and bring it to your campsite yeah. and stuff like that so they're still working on things and of course you know this is off season so this is the time they're getting things ready right i think by next year they're gonna just really have a lot of that dialed in it's gonna be oh, such I would, a great I would, place to i have stay. no doubt the bathhouses at rome horseshoe bend campground were immaculate oh, and they're so brand nice. new and each I don't know, like half dozen or so rooms had a toilet, a shower, a sink, 
and like just a lot of space. Right. So there were three buildings. In each building was five regular and one handicap room that had, like Tony said, it was a whole bathroom. And then also in each building was three, I think, laundry sets. So there was a full laundry room in each of those buildings with a beautiful like sunroom with a table in it so you could sit and work or fold your laundry. The bathrooms were immaculate. I know that Tony left a bathroom maybe five or ten minutes before I did. And when I came out, the one he had been in was already cleaned. It was like being on a cruise. I wasn't like I did anything bad. (laughs) No, no, no. But I'm saying like, not that he made it dirty, but you know, the shower, there's glass walls on the shower. So the walls had already been squeegeed. Like it was so fast that they were yeah they were taking care of things like that peggy she's like i almost wish i had to do laundry because it was the laundry portion of the room yeah it was so nice i mean the desk and those big windows and it's set in among these red canyons that are it's just so beautiful there so beautiful there i liken page to sedona sort of kind of but much less crowded, at least when we were there. Another thing, since we talk about Rome Horseshoe Bend, Horseshoe Bend is a bend in the Colorado River, kind of like you can walk to the edge of the cliff and they put bars there, but you can walk to the edge of the cliff and look down a thousand feet below the Colorado River kind of snakes its way around a horseshoe shape, funny enough. (laughs) And so we went and looked at that. And that was, again, Arizona is just... When it comes to holes in the ground, boy, Arizona's got them. Arizona's got Arizona's it. Arizona's the place to be <laughs> for holes in the ground that you got to see. <laughs> so we will have an article about things we saw and the things to do in Page, and also a review of Rome at Horseshoe Bend on our website. Correct. On the various pages. We hope that you check that out. And no promises. But we liked it there very, very much. And we are talking about someday when we're able to slow down enough to do so, we want to maybe schedule a meetup there. Yeah, maybe a gathering gathering and see some of the sites and page and then maybe meet some of you. It's such a nice campground. And then there's so much to do and see and eat. Oh, and you might notice we did not do a brewery report. That's true. Although we did go to a brewery, but I only drank one one beer. And that the reason that we didn't do a great test of a brewery is coming up in a minute. Let's do that. We were kind of having a rough day. It was the day we got to camp. Oh, by the way, we've also been to this brewery. Not this store, but this. Another. It's another version. It's Grand Canyon Brewery, and we had been to. Grand Canyon Brewery in Williams. Yeah. Anyway, we got to Rome at Horseshoe Bend. Check-in was a breeze. We got a beautiful site. Everything was great. Yeah, they have, by the way, at that Horseshoe Bend, they have a lobby that's like a hotel lobby. And yes. it just makes so much sense. You could sit in there by the hangout. Yeah, they had like a fire, not a real, you know, like a gas no, it was fire. A, it was a TV with a fire on it. Oh, that's right, it. that's right. But nice seating. Yeah. Outside was a beautiful patio where you could sit next to the pool, which is closed right now, of course. But we were getting all set up and we knew it was going to be cold at night. So we didn't want to leave the hose attached to the city water. So we were filling the tank and things like that. And we turned on the water heater and Tony discovered... Well, I had to dewinterize. So in the water heater cabinet on our trailer, you can just open a door and get to the valves to turn the water heater from winter setting to 
normal use. Nice that it's that easy. It's really easy. That Rock would really thought that through. But I saw pink stuff on the floor. Mm. And I'm like, uh-oh. The way this was done is they use PEX clamps on braided hose. And this is industry-wide, right? Yeah, this is common this is in the RV industry. Thing. And, of course, with stretching and, and all of that, and maybe we didn't do... I think we did a great job of winterizing, but whatever it is, the PEX clamp for the hot water side had opened up enough that it was leaking pretty badly. So, Orrin Kern, who has been on our podcast, has a lot of plumbing experience. So I called him and he's like, yeah, well, I told you to go buy a Pex crimper. <laughs> oh, yeah, I've been meaning to. Uh, and so we went to the local hardware store and bought a Pex crimper. Well, that didn't do it. Actually, I want to correct this because I, I don't think Oren would have told us to buy a PEX crimper. We bought a PEX crimper and new PEX clamps because well, that's what we were correct, trying to replace. True. Right. Ultimately, that didn't work. So then we went back to the hardware store and bought a hacksaw and stainless steel. I forgot what they're called. Worm. Worm gear, whatever, clamps. Worm clamps or just regular hose clamps. Now, the reason that we bought a hacksaw is... <laughs> That particular hardware store had a couple different versions of PEX clamp, you know, crimpers, crimpers, but they had one remover, but there's two different kinds of PEX connectors, and they only had the kind of tool that could remove the, the kind of clamps we don't have. Of course. <laughs> so... Yeah, we had to improvise and figure out how to get that old clamp off so that we could reclamp with the new hose clamp that we bought. So I did. I used a hacksaw, so got used the hacksaw. old clamp off, put it all back together, and it leaked. It still leaked. So it was cold and dark and late, and I was hungry, and I was not going to put up with it anymore, and we knew we had shower house option. So we just gave up on the plumbing, turned everything off, and went to dinner. <laughs> yeah, but I was... One of the things about stressless camping is, as we've often said, it's really a goal, not a reality, because things happen, right? Right. And I tend to react badly when things go badly and don't go, you know, and I can't solve an issue. And I was not in uh, the best of moods. So we went to the brewery. I was even not interested in a beer, but I did have one. I was even not interested in food. Yeah, I was just because I'm like thinking this through. Anything. Like, how the heck can I fix this? We did get our sustenance. It was a good dinner. Yeah, just it was a good dinner on a bad day. Yeah, <laughs> we ended up calling a local repair shop in the morning. He said, "Bring it over in an hour." He fixed it in a half hour. Oh, it was it was ten minutes. Yeah, less. So we were on our way, and it hasn't leaked since. <laughs> well, also, you also found leaks under the bathroom sink. Yeah, the hoses leading to the faucet. Now, those luckily have a threaded, you know, yeah. like, like a garden hose. And so I was able to just tighten those. But yeah, that in the same night, I found water under the sink. And so we just were really struggling with... Well, with it just day. frustrates me because... Well, now I will say... Some of the roads to getting to... Anywhere, anywhere in the right? United but States. In, <laughs> yeah. Some of the roads that we went on, I'm always shocked when you get into the RV and the cabinets haven't fallen off the wall. Because some of these roads are so 
bad. Yeah. Well, I mean, we've cracked a frame on one of these roads, sure. right? Yeah. So we get in the camper, and the first thing before we even got to the plumbing, the TV had literally broken in <laughs> half and come off the wall. Which well, wait, don't make it sound like the screen broke in half. No, no, but the back the of the TV. The entire back of the TV ripped loose from the front of the TV. Yeah, it broke in half. And, and right, came off front the wall. To back. You know, honestly, I think we've turned that thing on like twice in the year we've had the trailer. I, well, we've used it as a Bluetooth speaker. We've used it as That's a speaker, pretty much it. But we have a Bluetooth speaker, and so we took it all the way off. And if you're going to be in quartzite and you need a new 12 volt television that doesn't have a back attached to it, <laughs> look us up. Yeah, we <laughs> may we may have one to give because uh, to our knowledge, the darn thing still works. But right uh, to our knowledge, and also the mount that was hanging on the wall is not is not going to hang on the wall anymore because no, we, we don't it need off. it. So right. I have a new place for putting stickers or something. Yeah. Right now it's our Christmas decoration shelf. <laughs> there were a few things that, oh, we had to fix the stove. First of all, RV industry, why in the wide, wide world of sports is there a glass top on a stove that goes down the highway? So we had to fix that. Well, because, the glass didn't break. Just no, the no, the glass broke. didn't break. But what is the, the point of that? Our old, old trailer had a metal top, which made so much sense. Yeah, you know what? We're supposed to be, like, evoking Christmas spirit here. Well, I so. know, but, I mean, <laughs> just I'm frustrated by some of the stupid decisions in the RV industry. I know. So it's a glass top. So, of course, it came loose, and we put it back together. And what a miracle. We used Loctite, the way the RV industry should be doing. Okay. So, all right, all enough right. of that. Enough of Tony's Here, how about kvetching. This? Santa, please bring the RV industry Loctite for Christmas. Yeah, Loctite <laughs> and make all the decision makers actually go camping. Okay. We did get a new gadget, though, this week. We did. And it's one that we've had before. But it's new and improved. And a lot of times you get something where they say new and improved and you're like, no, it's just cheaper or worse. But not in this case. So we have this thing called the Dump Buddy. And what it essentially is, is a clamp type thing that goes around the sewer fitting at a campsite. And then another band that goes over the top of the elbow that you put into the sewer fitting. You don't want that thing popping out and you know it's going to pop out at the worst possible time so what this dump buddy does is it basically just holds that thing in and it's all plastic it can be cleaned off if you know if you don't do it right they have made the dump buddy better again this is now our third iteration that they sent us to review they've made the handles and the locks on it better still comes in a fancy case still has a little mesh bag inside and it's just a good thing to to have it's very lightweight but it's well made something that i think is kind of an rv essential the dump buddy and so this newer version is even better than before. The locking mechanism is better than it has been, and I highly recommend the Dump Buddy. Excellent. Last week, <laughs> I asked you for the question of the week, have you been naughty or nice? There aren't that many answers, but I think that I want to read some of them to you because <laughs> you guys are, whether you're naughty or nice, you're pretty hilarious. Julie said, always nice. Well, I guess it's naughty to lie. Oh. <laughs> Pamela and Mark said they were nice. Carrie said, it's to be determined. 
Bill said he's mostly nice. I think Bill's nice. Tony, oh, t- I see. Tony pointed out that we actually did see people selling coal while yeah, we were driving so from trippy. New Mexico to Arizona. So we were wondering if Santa buys his coal from street vendors on the side of the street. William said he tries. Scott leaves out Jägermeister so that Santa could be the judge. (laughs) (laughs) Paul said he was naughty. He's, I think, the only one that admitted to it, and I told him that we were well aware of that. And Tom did not want to incriminate himself in case Santa doesn't actually know everything. (laughs) Marilyn said it depends on who you ask. That was fun. Thank you. And this week, my question of the week is, what are you asking Santa to bring you? And you can answer that at our Fun and Friendly Stressless Campers Facebook group, which is linked on our website. We also, as you know, have a once a week newsletter. Which is free. Absolutely free. And it has links to stories and videos and podcasts and things that we find that we think will help you get the most out of your RV experience. So just visit our website, sign up at the bottom of any page or use the hamburger menu. Sign up for our weekly newsletter and know that we only use that to send you a weekly newsletter. We don't share it or sell it or give it away. That's the fact, Jack. Also, you'll find a lot of the pictures that we talked about, as well as notes for this episode, episode 234, on the podcast page at StresslessCamping.com. Also on StresslessCamping.com, be sure and check out our deals and discounts page for the best deals on things you'll need for your Stressless Camping adventure. Oh, and if you've got a great deal for our audience, let us know. We're always looking for something special. We are. Of course, we're also in all the social places. So after you've read everything there is to read on (laughs) StresslessCamping.com, you can use the links and jump off to all the social places. Oh, and if you don't want to miss a future episode of the Stressless Camping Podcast, it's free. Free to subscribe on any podcast app. And we're saving you a seat around our virtual campfire. You know, a review will help others find this podcast. And of course, the more listeners the better deals and discounts that we can get. So if you haven't left a review yet, please do. And if you have, well, thank you very much. Please remember, sharing is caring. Caring is sharing. And if you find something that you like on our website or in our social posts, please, please, please feel free to share all those things. If you're not really sure how, in the newsletter is a link to a website that explains all the process for sharing things that you find that you want to share with others. Thank you again for being with us. We hope whatever holidays are in your heart, they're absolutely fantastic and you get to spend them with some of your favorite people. Wish you all the best of health and happiness during this time of year. Oh, and Merry Christmas. We hope you learned a lot and had some fun and got some tips for your next stressless camping adventure. We're honored by your reviews on Apple Podcasts, which helps others find us too. Don't forget to subscribe so you won't miss out on the adventure, and we look forward to your joining us next week. Until then, happy camping!